This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose father was okay with you dropping acid in high school as long as you got him a sack of weed for Father's Day. Welcome to episode 26, the Family Burrito Podcast. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created the Family Burrito Podcast as a way to heal our father being okay with dropping acid as long as you got him a sack of weed, <laughs> childhood Woo, Jesse! <laughs> I love the beginning promos sometimes. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. The very first time I ever dropped acid um, was the day before Father's Day, and the reason I dropped acid because I was buying my dad a sack of weed, and I I hadn't even smoked weed. It's funny. I never even had smoked weed at that time, and. The drug dealer had some purple haze, LSD, and I was like, why not? And um, I did and got him some weed. Yeah, that's how that all worked out. It was, you know, like, I don't know if it's terrible, but that's one of the reasons why I love dad, because he was like so down to let us get fucked up. Yeah. And I remember like, and that's when your mom and, and dad were married at the time and going, I was actually staying with him that weekend. And my childhood friend, Christine, picked me up as she was kind of a bad influence, but, you know, she had her own stuff going on at the time. But anyways, she's the one that helped me get the sack of weed. And, um, and she did, uh, you know, and I did the acid, but she wasn't doing, she just drove me around basically around Fort Worth and Arlington while I was tripping balls and, Mm um, seeing like palm trees in the middle of the highway and the houses, they looked like they were like pink for Miami and then coming home and hearing snakes in the fan and, oh and my dad God. had worked um, like the third shift at that time. So I was, I, I couldn't sleep. Of course. I didn't know you don't, you don't go to sleep when you take that stuff. But no, you're tripping balls. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, by the way, I didn't have anyone that I knew that I even took acid except for like older family members. So right. oh the fact gosh. that I just did that without any sort of, you know, thinking or, or thinking about it, you know, but, um, but I was up. I don't know, four in the morning watching cartoons and then watching the weather. That was crazy. Weather, like the news, they were talking about the weather and all the like, um, the graphics and stuff. But dad came home and uh, I think he worked at like the boxing factory, you know, where they made boxes or whatever he did there. Yeah. um, I remember him sitting down and watching the news with me and he was just kind of like, why are you up late? And then he looked at me, he was like, are you on LSD right now? <laughs> you know, are you hallucinating? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, huh. And um, it was just, it was. Where's my was, weed? Yeah, it was just, it was interesting. He, you know, he recognized it. He acknowledged it. And he didn't really seem to have too much of a problem with it. You know, he just knew you were safe tripping balls. Well, that's the thing. Like, usually acid can be safe. But like my dumbass was driving around myself. Mm. And it felt like I was in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Because I did it twice. Once during the day. 
and like Lake Worth looked like an ocean, but bright blue, like a bright blue ocean. Mm. So that's not when you know you're tripping when Lake Worth is blue. Yeah, yeah. You're like, is that from the toxic um, nuclear <laughs> stuff? That's no, but um, but yeah. I mean, I know if, like being in a car, it feels like you're in a video game, and um, but then you know after you do it for I don't know thirty different times, then it starts not to become fun anymore, and then you start having what you call bad acid trips, and um, yeah, those are no longer fun. Oh yeah, I only did acid twice, and it's what was it really even acid at that point? Because I did it in college. But that's so funny that dad lets you get fucked up that, you know, because that's why dad was the cool dad. And that's why that's the only reason why I had friends in high school, Mm because they knew they could get fucked up in my house. Other than that, I wouldn't have any friends. I was a freaking weirdo. Yeah, no, a thousand percent, because, I mean, dad would be the one that would call my friends moms. Oh, yeah, they're safe, you know. We're just going to watch a movie. You know, they're going to be good girls tonight. And then, you know, literally as soon as the phone went click, I mean, here comes the whiskey, the tequila, the weed, the cocaine and big tampon fight and and just craziness. You know, it was just like it was almost I don't know. It was like then the curtain comes up and then the craziness happens. And I just I, I sort of almost cringe to think about all the times that dad like you know, called or, you know, called my friend's moms and say they're going to be okay. And, um, that's just one time I was at a party and this guy had a seizure because he parachuted ecstasy. I guess that's why he had what's parachuting. When you put the drug up your butthole. What? Yeah. That's like parachuting. It's like when you put anything up your butthole to get fucked up. Damn. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's a weird shit, bro. I never did it. I don't, nothing goes up there. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, Except uh, regret. <laughs> he, yeah, I like called dad and I was like, I don't know what to do. This guy's having a seizure, but we're all on drugs. Mm. What did he say? He said, damn, I'm drunk. <laughs> that's amazing okay that's hilarious okay, yeah um yeah because you know here you know it's so funny I'm like what kind of fatherly advice did he give I was trying to like rock my brain like what would he say call the ambulance uh I don't call a parent he said damn I'm drunk wow <laughs> yeah like he couldn't think of what should be done because he was like wait y'all are a bunch of kids you can't call the cops on yeah yourself. and then he was like, and I can't drive. So I think his last conclusion, his only words could be, I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the only word the sentence he could put together. <laughs> and those brain cells were really trying very hard. And so they, they couldn't come up with anything. But that that's so fascinating. Yeah, I remember uh, when dad had that rent house. And it was like towards the end of my senior year. And he said I could have a party in that rent house. Because I think he was about to sell it or something. And so, and he always was like, remember, you know, you're allowed to get, even though I was underage, you know, he always give me the laws, you know, here in Texas, you know, you're allowed to get drunk in your own house, even if you're underage. So he was like, if the cops come, remember, you're not in trouble. And it was funny because I had this party and we were drinking and there was a few that were doing acid, you know, LSD and the cops came and they, people started running and like <laughs> climbing over the fence and the fence on the other side, the fence was a church with a parking lot. And then the police went over on that side and was like lining up my friends against the fence. And of course I'm with, I'm with them. Cause I'm like, why are we all running? You know, <laughs> you know, I just was like, cause I was drunk. I didn't, I, you know, my sentences weren't, you know, my thought process was not there. 
But uh, I just remember, you know, them lining all my friends up and, you know, the ones that were on acid weren't really drinking. And so the cops ended up letting us all go. But I remember my friend who was on acid getting in her car trying to drive because it was her car um, having the hardest time, like trying to like figure out how to start it and get it going. You oh, know? my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So. Um, but I remember the next day telling dad about that. He was like, you, you weren't an, you weren't one of the idiots that ran. Remember you weren't in trouble. And I was like, well, I wasn't running. I was just with my friends. And he was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he was disappointed that I ran or what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, so my friend, well, my old friend, Bethany, um, Michael's sister, she always taught me not to op- open the door to cops. Cause she would always have parties at her apartment. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, don't ever open the door. So I remember this one time I was at a high school party and I just happened to invite her, even though she had graduated high school long before. <laughs> and um, I, and that guy, Boston, the same guy who had a seizure, he was there too. His mm. name is Boston, by the way. He ended up passing away like later on from an OD, believe it or not. Mm. Um, but anyway, he uh, was about to fight people that were trying to open the door to the cops. Like, he was, like, staying there by the front door, like, just trying, like, he's like, I'll fight you. Don't open the door. And he would, too. He'll... <laughs> I was mm. like, damn. But the cops, like, stayed outside till, like, 2 a.m. with flashlights and shit, like, watching us. But they never came inside and never got us. That's And we just kicked inside, like, ha-ha, bitch, you have to have a warrant. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I don't, I mean, I have no idea what the laws are now. I mean, of course, I'm not, like. Underage. I think you still have to have a warrant to get in somebody's house, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like, probable cause and all that crap. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, that's just, it's so interesting that, um, yeah, just with acid and our dad's, like, fatherly advice. But what's funny is before, right before we started recording, I was like, um, I'm going to see if there is a message from him um, that he would like to give us. And so I got my pendulum out and I got my affirmator cards. And this was the immediate card that was chosen from our father. And the card title is gentleness. And it says, I speak with gentleness and I listen with gentleness. I align with the gentlest part of myself and I take joy in being receptive, open and unafraid. I'm like a baby deer who's best friends with a baby elephant The baby elephant wraps its little trunk around my shoulders and we lie down gently on the grass, daydreaming and talking about what sort of humans the clouds look like. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that is really pretty. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. The baby deer and the elephant, baby elephant. Yeah, just imagine that. Yeah, on acid. (laughs) 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 That would at least make you smile. Yeah, yeah. And actually what I'm thinking about now, this is actually sort of funny because I remember when I was talking about my ayahuasca journey, when I decided to surrender to it and I started tripping balls, that was the first thing I saw was elephants in the sky with their trunks playing instruments. That's pretty funny. Now that I think about it, that's really funny. I've never actually seen this card before, so good good one, universe. Um, good one. Yeah. Good little inside joke, universe. But yeah. So anyway, so how are things going with welding school? Oh, good. We've just been in lab. So I've just been in my own little booth mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because 
I mean, you understand the concept, right? Like you're like, yes, I get that. I understand the concept. And then you try to apply the concept and you're like, fuck you concept. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things right now. Yeah, yeah, that's, and then it's just like kind of have to keep practicing your, until you your practice, 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 man. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is it like uh, 10,000 hours or some shit before you're a master? I, I have no idea. I don't, is that for welding? That's how, what it is, 10,000 hours? No, just anything in general. Oh. I forget. Like they say, if you spend so many hours at something, you're like basically a master, quote unquote, at that. Huh. So if I have sex for 10,000 hours, that means you're I'm a master. master of sex. Sweet. Yeah. I'm probably so. pretty close to that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, pretty darn close. I'm a master showing my boobies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Well, I haven't even, I mean, I feel like, you know, every day there's just, there's a, just my life is a whirlwind, a beautiful whirlwind. I love it. It's just, my life has always seemed to be sort of fast paced. There's always something new going on. And like, if I haven't talked to anybody and I mean, just a week, there's been 20 things that have happened. And I just don't even like someone will go, my friend will be like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, man, I don't even know where to start. I'll just start with today. Like, you know, because it's, it's, it's just so much, you know, and I don't want to be sitting on the phone talking about everything going on with myself because I really want to hear what my friends are doing. And, but what's so funny, Jesse, I'll be like, listen, like, like, for example, my best friend, Daniel, I'll be like, listen, I, I don't want to talk about myself. How are you? And he's like, oh, it's the same old thing. I'm just going to work. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, no, I want to hear about you. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> fine. Yeah, sometimes hearing other people's, like, issues, sometimes we're like, hey, can you help us out with our issues and, like, my issues and we can help, I'll help you out here. My, bleh, I can't talk. <laughs> Golly gosh. <laughs> Are you on acid? No. No. I wish. Um, no, not at all. But, but I get what you mean. Yeah. It's like you it's sometimes and it's an escape to like hearing other people's stuff. Like and I wanna really know what's going on with my friends, but I mean sometimes Jesse, it's like I feel like our lives are just so um entertaining maybe is the word. It, it just we, you and I always seem to have like some, like 5,000 things going on and good things, you know, and it's not always like it's bad or anything, but it just seems like, you know, we're always doing something and, you know, um, but that's, you know, get, I'm just so, um, I'm just so super in love. Um, I was with my guy all weekend. Um, he came, him and his daughter came over Friday evening and, uh, his daughter is just awesome. I love her. We're just growing closer and she's just, because, you know, he's a widower. They, you know, and she lost her mother. So I am getting more, finding out more of what, who she was like through his daughter actually. And so I just, I love that. Um, her and I have the same middle name, by the way. Um, it's crazy. Same birthday, same middle name. Um, but Anyways, um, and then I was stayed the night with them last night, and they're just, it's just, what I love is that, you know, I had to heal so much stuff in my life to get to where I'm at now, and I used to think that I just want a person, it's the per, I want a person, it's that special person, and then I realized it's not just a person, it's a family, I just want to be part of a family. I've never felt like, you know, growing up in our chaos, I've just never had that 
secure feeling. There was, I had a family, have a family, but there was always this uncertainty, of course, like with mom and dad and all that. Um, just, but like yesterday for two hours, we drove around and we were looking at the sunset and looking at these cool, big, huge, beautiful houses in the part of, you know, they live in a real nice part of town. And, um, you know, looking at these, just, just driving around and I just being in the moment and it's actually so beautiful and, and just, there's nowhere we need to be except with each other. And I am so happy that, you know, that I have, we've found each other and it's like, this is it, you know, I just, I just love it. And I can't wait to um, just have more time with them and more time with family. And I just, it's just, it's great. And it's also great not to have to be doing anything like, you know, have a million projects going on or promoting this or doing that. Like, it's just nice just to be, and, you know, I just love it. Um, and then, so also I haven't, we haven't really talked about, but I'm going back to work full time. Um, I figured out like part of my thing was that I was burned out was, with was the particular unit I was working on. I like, I love psych. I love mental health. I love my job. I love my clients. I love the people I work with. I love the hospital I work with. I love that population, you know, it's a county hospital. So, you know, you have a lot of like homeless people, low income. And I love being with those people because that that's where the real stories are at, you know, and the, yeah. and the real, real life is at, and that's the real deal. And, um, so I, I just, I love, I love my job. So I'm going back full time and I'm going to be doing where I'm not going to be working just one place. I'm going to be kind of floating around the hospital and being able to interact with different colleagues. I've never had the opportunity to interact with. Um, and it'll be just kind of all over town, you, you know, main hospital, different clinics, you know. So I'm just really excited about that because I can explore just different you know hear different stories from just not just my clients from you know my colleagues and I'm just really looking forward to that because I know there's going to be so many just beautiful things in in that um that are just going to help me grow as a person heal more and look at things from a different perspective yeah no that's really good I'm glad I'm glad that it's working out though so you don't have to feel like that burnout either yeah yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because I won't be tied to one place and I, you know, I'm going to be basically a cross cover person. So I'll be helping whichever particular area it'll be. And then, but I won't be like tied down to one like particular boss or anything, you know, and um, I really, you know, I always, not always, but you know, there'll be times where I'll see something that like, man, this really needs to change in the system. But I don't ever have time because I'm too busy doing whatever I'm doing. But now I feel like I'll have more, more time and be able to see things from a wider perspective um, and, and maybe have more time to, uh, you know, maybe create a committee or be on different other committees currently or, or just, you know, because the thing is there's stagnation, you know, that's just hell. It's growth and change or, or to me is where it's at and growing and changing is just a beautiful thing to be, of course, painful. Um, but that's where you find the love is through the pain and the fear, you know, that's where you find, you know, your person like me, you know, is your family is through all of the, the stuff that, that hurts, you know, um, because, you know, the saying is, wherever light is, darkness is always waiting for it. You know, you have to go through the dark to get to the light. And I just, I love that I'm, 
on this other side of the mountain where there's just so much light and so much beauty and I just love it. Yeah, that is good. And you know, it's like your perspective starts to change as you get older. I think, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I know. I used to just be like, like with dad before he died, like, I mean, he had to die for me to see the good things about him. The, the things, I mean, all I saw was drugs and alcohol and ashtrays and cussing and racism. That's all I could see, you know? And it's like he had to die for me to be able to see, actually, like, he had beautiful penmanship. You know, his handwriting was so gorgeous. Yeah, he did have I, really pretty handwriting. I just never have seen a man have such gorgeous handwriting. and And eyebrows. And eyebrows and a laugh that would just fill up a whole room, you know, and there's, and he actually was very clean. Like I, that was one thing, like I was, that was the army. Really? Is that what it is? Yeah. If I put his pants up wrong, like if I felt like, cause he hung up his pants, but he ironed them before he hung them up and then he hung them up a certain way. And if I were not to do that correctly, like he would get so mad at me. He'd get wow. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. then he would say that was because of the army. Yeah. Wow. Because he that's... went in such a young age at seventeen. Mm-hmm. So that had a huge impact for his like late formative years, which mm-hmm. you know, like up until twenty one, and mm-hmm. he was like, like I remember him telling me when he got his first prostitute in Germany, he was nineteen, mm-hmm. and he was like, I was like, I'm never gonna pay for sex, and then this girl walks down the stairs and he's like. I guess I'm paying for sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's, that's good to know because that's like another piece I didn't even really think about. Like, I mean, I'm still, I, it's not something I think about all the time, but the fact that he was so clean, like when he died and I was like, like trying to like, I don't know, clean out his house or pack or whatever I was doing, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff anyways, but I kept thinking I'm going to find something crazy in fact I would open a cabinet and I would cringe right before because I'm like I'm gonna find that thing that's I I don't know I don't know what it was I just kept thinking I'm gonna find something that's crazy and I never found anything and it was so so it was like that was sort of the beginning of like you know I really didn't know him at like not at all but I couldn't know who he was to his core and the things that he liked and loved, because all I saw was drugs and alcohol and cussing and inappropriateness and no boundaries. And, you know, well, and the kitchen that. usually was a mess. Like, the, yeah. Well, yeah. what's funny is kitchen was just fine. Like, I just entered the cabinet, you know, I would like, it was just weird. I just I sort of, I sort of still can't believe it in a way, because I just kept think, thinking that I would see because there would be like ashes you know cigarette ashes on the table you know what I mean yeah but yeah. that's all I would see I you know our subconscious like picks up all this stuff we don't even realize like I remember one of the few times one of the last times that I went to see him I actually had Sophia and um you know go I, I don't remember if I've told this story or not but I remember going um over there and he was like hey let, I think this was the first time she actually had gone over there and um, we, he's like, let's go into the garage because he was showing her around the house and things like that. And so we go in the garage. He starts lighting up a joint. And I was like, what the hell? And Sophia actually was like kind of, she was in, in the garage. She was standing in the grass looking at some flowers or something in his backyard. 
And I was standing in the driveway. So it was like, I could see him in the garage smoking weed. And then I could see her. And it was like, I was in the middle. It was like, he was my past. He's my past and she's my future. And it was just such a weird thing. And then I was like, how dare he like sit there and like light up weed in front of my child and not even tell me. And then I was like, but Christine, you did it with you your whole life. Why would he, why would he now that click for him? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then if you look at how he was raised, when you know, like mm-hmm. he was on drugs at a young age, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. That's crazy to think about though. And Oh, um, just like referring back to fathers and everything, like it's crazy when you see like good fathers versus like oh, oh, you're not oh, oh Jesse, like great father. But I'm the, I'm, like, that's you're speaking my language right now because when I first started dating my guy, and his daughter is 18, she's just hanging around him like everywhere he goes, and I thought first of all, like this is really weird. Why is she just? why is she just following him around and, and hanging out? Like, I thought it was weird. I, I, and then I realized after a couple times, I was like, it's because he's a good father and they have so much in common. And I, it blew my mind. Like the things like he talks about with her, like he's always talking about money. I thought that was weird too. You know, 401ks and saving and, you know, paying off debt and credit scores and insurance rates. I was like, at first, the very first time I thought, is he like bragging in front of me? Like, because my, my. Was he in finance? (laughs) Well, he's just a business guy, but he, it's very important for him to have those conversations all the time with his kids. And I, it blew my mind. And then I realized, oh no, because she'll. Like, for instance, she's 18 years old and she goes, it drives me crazy when people gun their gas in the car because you know how much gas that uses and burns up? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, I mean, it's so, yeah. So, so being around that is, is actually really healing for me because it's just beautiful to see. And now that he's, you know, starting to become a part of Sophia's life, like, you know, yesterday she had this recital for band and she did this audition. And when she came out of the room, the first person she saw was him. And she even said that, you know, and I just love that, you know, there are good people in this world. And he, he, his father too, my guy's father, like, you know, he was an alcoholic, but there was something in him. I don't know what it was, but something in him that just was like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and actually what's funny is I've of course looked at his human design and that's like one of his themes and channels is family and children, like taking care of the baby and, and nurturer, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it is, you know, it's just, it's astonishing and it's beautiful. And I love that again, that I'm part of this family now, you know, does he need a Kirby vacuum? (laughs) He might, he's actually (laughs) about to sell his house. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. But yeah, so we were talking before we started recording. Your so first of all, before we talk about your the army guy, did you ever talk to the Amanda girl? Did y'all have that conversation where you tried <clears throat> to change the negative vibes? No, well, so we've been in lab, so I haven't had to like really uh, be around her. But she also hasn't been there. Mm. She's she had to go back to Hawaii for a second to take care of some business and her ex or her whatever, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. all those things. But mm-hmm. um 
but no, I didn't have to deal with that. Thank God. But I thought about how I'm going to deal with it in the future. Yeah. And yeah. You know, for sure, I, I'm going to definitely ask her that, though. Yeah. But, um, homeboy uh, and I, like, the guy that I've talked about, uh, uh, Brian, uh, the, the vet or whatever she yelled at, I was like, oh, fuck mm-hmm. you, Amanda. Yeah. Uh, uh, he actually is selling Kirby vacuums. And he, you know, I told him about my last episode or our, oh, my last episode, our last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a narcissist, Christine. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not a narcissist because a narcissist would never say they're a narcissist. But yeah, that's I'm how I like, know you're not a narcissist because like, a narcissist would never say that. A, a situation that is serious, but also like, fuck, you know, like you gotta laugh at shit, bro. Right. Like we gotta laugh. Anyway, um, so he asked, because um, he listened to the last episode, and he was like, hey, will you give me a little shout out about mm-hmm. my Kirby vacuums I got selling? Um, so he can ship them anywhere in the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, I will leave the information in the show notes, and then you guys can just leave a little comments or whatever. And then also there is a Facebook group. It's called Friends of the Family Burrito. And I mean, it's kind of dead right now. So if anybody's on Facebook and wants to liven that group up, come on with it. You know, yeah, you can totally make fun of me. Um, I am all about making fun of people, which is why I get punched sometimes. Um, So, (laughs) like, you know, just or commentary about other things or things you want us to do, you know? Yeah, we'll put a link in our our show notes about that. But. I, you know, I'm looking, I honestly, I have not even looked at a curvy vacuum cleaner in probably like 30 years. Um, I feel like maybe dad had one. I don't know. But They're great vacuums. They dude, I have, I'm actually super impressed because I've never seen one. I mean, I haven't seen one in 30 years. I mean, it looks almost like a Tesla. It's so crazy. It says our most powerful clean ever i'm like what it's handcrafted in the united i'm looking at the website the kirby.com oh handcrafted in the united states and engineered for the ultimate deep clean their kirby gets the dirt other vacuums leave behind that is super cool so he sells these yeah yeah he sells them and he gets you know a commission like he's just trying not to go door to door because what a waste of time so you know can that can be yeah. And you know, he's just trying to reach a broader I wonder audience. how he got into Kirby's. Um he met a guy. I he told me the story, but I forgot. I don't want to butcher the story. Yeah. Uh but he met a guy that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> got him, you know, into it. And his wife also sells them. So they're just trying to they have a family, they have a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to, you know, make it like everybody else. Yeah, and it and says Kirby's are made in America for over a hundred years. That is just really cool. I need to looks- buy. They're like nineteen hundred dollars, but you can make payment plans too. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they have vacuums, and then they do ones like shampoo the carpet, rugs, and furniture. And then there's a mop and a scrub. I need oh, all of it. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at the mop and scrub one because it does hardwood, vinyl, tile, and grout. Um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, we'll definitely put his link in there because I'm gonna be checking that out because. The, the picture of this Kirby is just, um, it's just, it looks amazing. So yeah, we're excited. We'll put that, we'll definitely support our vets for sure. For sure. Especially our welding vets. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I wonder how he got into welding. You know what I mean? I have so many questions about this guy. <laughs> he said, well, you know, I think he just enjoys it. Like yeah. it was just something that he knew he was going to enjoy. I, he had to play with fire. Yeah. Like, yeah. What happened? 
what a better like what better job is there i mean there's probably a lot of better jobs but this yeah. is one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, and I saw this. Um, I was looking up like welder welding like memes or something, but I thought that was cool. One little I don't know, we call them like a sticker you can put on your car, but it said when the hood drops, the bullshit stops. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yeah, because then like you're just focused on your weld and like whatever music or podcast you're listening to. Yeah. 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 Well, and like, you know, when you're like laying a bead down and everything, mm-hmm. it's really it's really intricate because you can like depending on the electrode i'm not going to get nerdy for i'll just talk for a second about mm-hmm. it but depending on what you're doing like if you're doing stick welding with mm-hmm. certain electrodes you can like kind of whip it and do different things when you're like watching the metal melt you're like making your puddle and then you can like bring it up and then bring it back and stuff like that that's really cool because to me like fire just like a if you just look at a bonfire or just a fire like that it's so hypnotizing you yeah know what I mean? and yeah. I feel like that would be it's almost like meditation that's really cool what do you wh- when you're doing that what are you thinking about are you concentrating on what you're trying to do or do you zone out or both or what so I, a little bit of both I, I I'm focusing on wh- what I'm doing so if I mess up I'm like okay well this is probably why I messed up but right now I'm so concentrated on just making a good grade yeah <laughs> like, yeah like that's like real i'm just like okay all right try not to stress too much jesse but it's just it's just a grade mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well you yeah. don't want to i mean i get it you don't want to fail out i mean know. i'll take a 70 because c's get you know degrees or whatever yeah um yeah. but and certificates c's get certificates um, yeah but, but i get you take pride in your work and i feel like you know that you it sounds like i mean you have a passion for it which is super cool Oh, yeah. I, well, now it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm like smarter because of this. Mm-hmm. For example, when um, uh, Michael was downstairs working on a Honda Odyssey, mm-hmm. one of the uh, in the valve uh, gaskets br- uh, blew in the engine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, why are all these valve gaskets? Have I talked about this before? Uh-uh, I no. I have. Okay. I feel like the, um, so anyway, I was like, why are all these valve gaskets going out like on all these cars that we see? And he was like, uh, well, they get weaker over time. And I was like, oh, tinsel strength, metal. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to change out your valve gaskets uh, because they're made of metal. And after a certain time of going cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, your metal weakens. Interesting. That's interesting. So it's making me smarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, of course, I've got to find the metaphor in that in an abstract childhood wound trauma way because when you go cold hot that's why it's like so so the metal is gets hot and cold from just the engine running and weather or what yeah, right correct okay. all of the above yeah and so like if you park your car outside and you live in a climate like mine where it's, mm-hmm. you might find ice like three inches of ice on your car you know mm-hmm. um there's big possibility that your car's gonna break faster over time or whatever or mm-hmm. your engine or Cause it's just like, it's taking like metal can take a lot. It can take so much, but that's why you always see them repairing bridges and stuff or like the rebar and, mm-hmm. and stuff. That's why mm-hmm. you see them like replacing rebar because it only lasts so long. Yeah. And it probably depends on the type of metal too. Yeah, it does. So stainless steel lasts a lot longer and does not rust. Mm-hmm. That's why I started using it in your kitchen. 
because it's like safer and easier to clean and stuff Mm -hmm. but also if you're welding stainless steel you want to wear a respirator because it's Ah. toxins inside of the the metal itself Mm -hmm. um alloy same thing like uh it will rust but it's stronger metal i believe i I could be wrong i believe it's a stronger metal Mm. um I, I'm still learning my medals though, so forgive me. <laughs> no, 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 you're all good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... it's like, and then like when they get into gases and like you have to know your inert gases and all that stuff, I'm like, oh crap, science. Oh, okay, well, I have to remember you know, science again. <laughs> you know, Jesse, speaking of gas, I have an announcement to make. You got gas? <laughs> um, it's official. I am lactose intolerant. Oh my God, that sucks. <laughs> me too. I, um, Friday night when I was, enjoying my family time with my man and his daughter his daughter's so sweet she's always like let's go have ice cream which is i love right and so she was like let's go to andy's custard i've never been there before i don't even i'm like i don't even know so what the good custard so good. is but apparently has egg in it but as we're waiting for our ice creams to be ready um we're watching this custard ice cream thing come out of the machine because you can watch it and it's very slow you know the way it comes out and i was just like oh my god it's, that's what it's going to look like in my intestines later um <laughs> as it's coming out of the tube you know and um yeah i had terrible terrible stomach pains all night long and i was like damn this sucks um, did it feel like your organs were going to explode um I don't, I don't know about, maybe implode is more the word. It it was like, I couldn't poop. I, it was just all just so trapped, trapped gas, I guess you could call it. Man. Um, And it was so painful. That sucks. That sucks. You know, it, I'm fucking also, I'm lactose intolerant. And the other day I found this out, like I can eat a little bit here and there. Like I can eat a little cheese. I can eat like little things, but like I can't drink milk or a lot of ice cream. Mm-hmm. but the other day i had quiznos and michael and i both got like this weird form of food poisoning or whatever but i swear mm-hmm. to fucking god it's well like it felt like my appendix had bursted mm. i was in so much pain mm. and i was like you're just being dramatic jesse you're just being dramatic and then i like t- probably tmi but like i try to go pee and like i had to like hold my fucking bladder just to because mm. it hurt so bad Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I started like, you know, like I need to do research before I go to the doctor. So I <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Google. Right. But I mean, it all the symptoms are very fucking clear. It's like, do you feel this when you only drink milk and eat certain like dairy products? Yeah. And yeah. Like, Quiznos is not the best. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So they like leave their cheeses out and oh, oh my God. Anyway. So yeah, I just was like, yeah, I'm fucking lactose intolerant. Because it's like one of the main symptoms. It's hard to pee. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I. Uh, but but see, you know, you still need to go to the doctor. <laughs> well, humans, we're not supposed to eat dairy, okay? Because we we don't have that enzyme that breaks it down. So what happens is it becomes bacteria in our small intestine, and that's why it hurts and it sits there. We're not supposed to eat dairy. Only babies are supposed to drink milk from the titty. That's it. Like animal, like mammals and stuff. Yeah, then go for it. But we literally do not have that. And, and same with dogs. Like when I give Juanita, I used to put cheese on her food because that's what Daniel did with his dog. But I, I would notice that she would sit there and lick her vagina all night. And I would like wake up at two in the morning to her like eating herself out, you know, because <laughs> of the bacteria that's in her. She probably had to pee, but couldn't pee, Jesse, you know. That sucks. Yeah. And that's when it, that, 
yeah it sucks so bad but dogs also have like weird crazy things so he can't feed them grapes but uh but cats can drink milk so fluffy bastards yeah but they doesn't it i mean i feel like i don't know i don't ever really give my my cat milk but i feel like his poops are so stinky when he does drink it he i don't know carl just he loves tortilla chips (laughs) (laughs) does he have an autoimmune disease (laughs) i I, I don't know like there's a big possibility like i don't have money for. he likes tortilla chips yeah, so I'll be eating Dips my and dip salsa. salsa. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'll be eating my chips and salsa, right? Mm-hmm. Just like get munching down, and he jumps in my lap. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, he wants a fucking chip. So I crunch it up, and I'm like, okay, here's your chip. And he eats it, and then he's like, all right, where's my other chip? <laughs> God dang, Carl. He's intense. <laughs> yeah, but, and then the same thing, like, if I, well, I used to eat like cereal, but now I can't anymore, not with milk. He would yeah. jump up and drink my milk from my cereal bowl when I was still eating my cereal. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't had cereal in forever, but yeah, I just so, yeah. That makes me very sad that I can't. Um, I mean, I can, but it's going to come with a cost. Um, it's interesting because, like, I don't, you know, I don't think it's all dairy, but like cottage cheese is good, but uh, but cottage cheese and like yogurt that has that bacteria, it has good bacteria in it, so. But that other stuff, like processed cheese and that whatever, that ice cream and stuff like that, that's not, um, because before when I've had, it's been, I I don't eat ice cream very much. It's funny because the last time I ate ice cream, like I got this rash on my skin. So that's probably was my first clue. But, you know, I was like so happy to be part of this family and then go have ice cream and then only to pay for it. So but, I mean, good thing I wasn't, like, licking my vagina all night. Well, anyways, that's all I <laughs> know, Jesse girl. <laughs> well, that's all I know. I love you. To be okay. continued. Love you, too. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs>